0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So, well, Christmas is nearly here, I know, and I haven't even got to the verse that I started out aiming at for this little mini-series we're on, and I'm not even going to go there this morning. Saving it for next year. Um, but um, I trust that as we are, are looking at these different things regarding New Testament prophetic ministry, that the Lord is helping us in our understanding but also in our walk with him. And you know, oftentimes when, when you hear this word prophetic, we we can be a little intimidated by you know oh that person is prophetic, and oh are they going to you know expose all my secrets, or are they you know spiritually more mature than I am and therefore I feel insecure around them, you know and and there are a number of different responses and attitudes that believers have when we talk about the prophetic. So some of it is just like weird. Yeah? Come on, let's be honest. Yeah? Some of the prophetic people that we've encountered are, are just like scary. We just don't want to be near them. Right? They're intimidating, or they're just like cranky, you know? And, and, or they're super spiritual, um... You know, they're always trying to one-up you, that kind of thing, right? Um, Am I talking to anybody this morning? Okay. And so for a number of, of believers, actually pull back from the prophetic instead of being intentional, there's that word again, and stepping into the prophetic. So for a lot of Christians, it's kind of like, you know what? There's a bunch of crazies, and they're out there somewhere, and and let's just let them do their stuff, and if we ignore them, hopefully they'll leave us alone. That wasn't God's intention in terms of prophetic ministry in the context of his bride, his church, his people. He gave the gift of prophecy as one of the spiritual gifts, to build up and strengthen the body. Like your human physical body, you need certain vitamins to function correctly. And if you're low on a particular vitamin, it's going to have an impact on your well-being. So if we are missing a gift that God has given to us as the body of Christ for our well-being, guess what? We're going to become dysfunctional. Going to, we will be hindered in our ability to actually grow up and to be strong and to be mature. Isn't it strange, therefore, that much of the body of Christ pulls back from the prophetic instead of Intentionally embracing the prophetic, but doing it in proper, good, healthy, wise ways. And I guess because there's been so much excess, so much, can we just call it stupidity? So much abuse of the prophetic that we kind of, well, actually, if that's the prophetic, I don't want anything to do with that. But that's not the prophetic. That's the whole point of the series. It's like, okay, a lot of people walking around as New Testament believers, but they still have the garb, the clothing, the mannerisms, the, 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 the processes, if you like, of Old Covenant, Old Testament prophets. And want to impose that on New Testament believers. Well of course it doesn't fit. As Hebrews tells us. The old covenant is fading away. Is being done away with. Why? Because we have a new and a superior covenant. The new covenant. And so the gift of prophecy is a New Testament, New Covenant gift to the body of Christ. Let's be going after this thing and let's leave the Old Testament prophetic model out there. Okay. I've said this a few times over the last little while. I'm hoping that the penny will drop and the lights will go on. That there'd be no load shedding of your thinking. Okay. All of these things are actually woven together beautifully in terms of the way we're supposed to live our lives. So what I'm hoping to do is draw on another sort of mini series I did in the year, about being led by the Spirit, and walking in the Spirit. That we are not under law, or under legalism, we're under grace, we're under the government of the Spirit of God. No longer Old Covenant, Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, external government, We're now under the governing, the government of the Spirit of God. We're under self-control. We're yielding to Him. And as we yield to Him, self-control comes and He causes us to live a life that pleases God. And it's not based on rules and regulations and legalism. It's based on relationship. It's based on being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, and so hearing God, listening to the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, being in step with the Spirit, walking in the gift of prophecy, it's pretty much the same thing. Like how do you know what God wants you to do unless you can hear from him? what you're supposed to do. Yes. And if we have incorrect perceptions of what hearing God's voice is about, like I used to when I was much younger, you will miss when God is speaking to you because you won't recognize, oh, God's speaking now. Because if you only think he speaks... When there's this big trumpet sound and like and you aren't hearing trumpets. It's like well then God doesn't speak to me. Or there has to be some kind of angelic manifestation, otherwise he's not speaking. That there must be this audible voice, that there must be an earthquake, there must be some rumbling There must be this huge, big event. Otherwise, God's not speaking. And and because we see a lot of this as an example in the shadow, the Old Testament is known as the shadow. And the New Testament is known as the substance. Because we see a lot of examples in the shadow we can mistakenly think, oh, this is the way that God still wants to speak to us today. No, he's given us an upgrade. Yeah? It's low-grade to have a prophet tell you what to do. And it's amazing how many Christians want to go back to low-grade. When he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Come on, check your neighbor. They got any flesh on them? Some got more than others, but it's okay. It's okay, don't boast. Some of us are catching up. (laughs) I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and my sons and my daughters will prophesy Old men are going to dream dreams. Come on, Joseph was regarded as a prophet because he was a dreamer. You'll see visions. That means that God is going to speak to sons and daughters. Are you part of the family of God? Then you're a son or a daughter. Hopefully you know which one you are and you're not confused. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, you're in the family. If you're in the family on sons and daughters, God is going to communicate with you so that you might know him and know what he's saying to you. And he made it really easy. He said, guys, you are the sheep of my pasture. He is the shepherd, we're his flock. Sheep," He said, my sheep hear my voice. So he made it really easy and he said, listen, here is the truth. It's written in red in my Bible, which means these are dangerous words. No, they're true words, Jesus' words. Jesus can never lie. My sheep hear my voice. You don't have an option to say, I can't hear God's voice. Sorry, you just don't have that privilege. Why? Because then you make God out to be a liar. And he's not going to get off the throne because you have proved him to be a liar. He's not going to get off the throne just for you. I know you're important. I know you're special. I know you're but you're just not that important that God is going to stop being God just to prove that you can't hear His voice. No, no, you are a sheep. Come on, You are a sheep. You can hear His voice. But if you're looking for the trumpets and the angels and all those kinds of things, then probably you're going to miss it. Okay. Now, one of the ways in which God communicates, he communicates spirit to spirit. We'll, we'll get on to some of the other ways in terms of hearing God's voice in the new year. I didn't say which year. Jesus has this encounter with this woman at the well, Samaritan woman. This is profound. I mean, somebody who should not know and should not have revelation and should not have insight, an outsider, Samaritan. She has this profound encounter and it's recorded. Because Jesus must have told his disciples afterwards because they went off for Kentucky Fried Chicken. They were hungry, they had been on a long road trip. Jesus sits at the well, the 12 go off, they're looking for for KFC or whatever it is. And um, so Jesus must have reported back to them later on as to what went on, because it was like, woo, Jesus talking to a woman. This is like, woo, our ministry is going to be in danger here. They're going to block us off Twitter, who knows whatever else they're going to do, because we are not doing conventional things yet. Like, this is not what you don't do this." But in all of this, Jesus is demonstrating, hearing God's voice as a word of knowledge about this woman. It's like, "Hey, He knows that she's been married multiple times. In fact, the man that you're with is not even your husband. It's just kind of, I perceive you are a prophet. Amen. Amen. Yeah. In this, Jesus explains God, his God is spirit. And those who worship, communion, fellowship, relationship, because that's what worship is about love, connection. And those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So God is spirit. One of the ways in which we commune with him, it's spirit to spirit. Yes, we can do it with our mind. We can worship him with our bodies and all that we are, which is why we're very expressive and loud in our worship times. Mm? we follow some of these ancient 3,000 year old biblical principles clap your hands otherwise the trees are going to clap their hands Yeah, we cry out otherwise the rocks are going to cry out we lift our hands we dance before the Lord we shout and we rejoice David 3,000 years ago said this is how you're supposed to praise and worship the Lord so with our bodies we connecting in worship, but it's also spirit to spirit. Okay. Now, you got a Bible? Why don't you just switch it on quickly? To First Corinthians chapter fourteen and verse fourteen. First Corinthians fourteen and verse fourteen. And so if you're visiting with us, just to let you know that we're in the middle of this long mini-series, and it's the, the, the whole thing is, is about being spirit people, people of the spirit, charismatic, charismatic, the gifts of the spirit, and First Corinthians 11, there's the whole thing of communion, the Lord's Supper, discerning the body, speaks of the body and, and what, what Jesus has done for us through his death, burial and resurrection. So the bread and the wine, discerning the body. And then he says, now guys, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual things. And, and the reason he writes that is because they are ignorant about spiritual things. Even though they were this crazy charismatic church in Corinth. And then he, he, he says, listen, there's a bunch of these gifts. And he begins to set out some of them. It's not a comprehensive list. He sets out some of them. And then he says, listen, guys, these are for the common good. And one of them he talks about is prophecy. Prophecy. Another one he talks about his tongues. Another one he talks about his tongues and interpretation. We're going to get to that. And in all of this, he says these are given for the common good. This is not given like the old covenant. You had a few select individuals who were specially anointed. And they would kind of pull back like, like John, the baptizer. A voice crying in the wilderness. He's the last of the old covenant. Yeah. Some crazy things. Some of them would lie naked. For a year. And then. Turn around the other way. Carry on lying. Not lying with their lips. Lying down. As a public. Prophetic action. Yeah. These prophetic guys did some crazy, crazy things. Okay? But in the new covenant, this is for the body, for the common good, that no one should think more highly of themselves than they ought. So we're not elevating a prophet and say, oh. Man of God. What? That's old covenant thinking. He says, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Eagerly desire, especially to prophesy. All of all, all of you, all you all. All Malfan Zonke. You and you and you and you and you and you. No one's excluded from this. We don't need to have a few individuals, and we put them up on this big pedestal. Look, what did the prophet say? Did you get the latest YouTube clip? What's the word for 23? Chill out, man. Stop that. What's the word for 23? It's the Bible. It's a good word right there. It's a big, thick one. Take you a while to work through that word. But elevating and putting somebody up on a pedestal, that was never... The disciples' understanding or intention and never Jesus' intention. Amen. So let's move away from that old testament nonsense, man of God. Like he has your five thousand dollars so you can give me a prophetic word. Dollars, not rands. God doesn't speak rands, he only speaks dollars. <laughs> Apparently. And as we step into these things of the Spirit, we recognize it's in the body. Some was the eye, some is the ear, some is the foot, some the hand. Others, you don't even want to look at those organs. Makes you a bit squeamish. But they're necessary. Even if they're hidden, without them, the body doesn't operate properly. Everybody is important. Everybody. There's only one microphone. Does it mean that the person with the microphone is more important than everyone else in the family? Are you kidding me? It's just he's got a loud mouth, that's all. No. Come on, people. It's the same blood of Jesus was shed for everyone. There's not one class or category of blood for this category of believer and then a different, lesser quality of blood that was shed for the rest. Come on, I'm throwing hand grenades this morning. We've got to think because it affects the way we live. Some of us unintentionally put ourselves into some kind of a dichotomy. They're these famous preachers and they are so special, so near to God, so amazing. How could I ever be like that? I'm just a useless, worthless Christian. I know you don't say that out loud, but I know you think it. And unfortunately, some of you believe that. It's not true. It's a lie of the enemy. The same blood was shed for every single one of us. So yes, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought, but do not think more lowly of yourself than you ought. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Different jobs, different functions, but we're all the family. Poured out his spirit on the whole family. Psalm chapter 12, chapter 13, the love chapter. It's the love of God... Flowing in and through the gifts of the Spirit, that's what counts. The love chapter is all about the gifts of the Spirit and how we are to be supernatural charismatic believers. In, with and through love. These three things remain, faith, hope and love. The greatest is love because God is love. Now, eagerly desire these spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Go after it. Be intentional. Okay? And he carries on. I've given you enough time to get to chapter 14. Are you there? First Corinthians 14, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Okay. So what's Paul doing here? He's differentiating four things. Singing and praying. That's the first two. And then praying in the spirit and praying with your understanding. Singing in the spirit, singing with your understanding. That's the four. That's not too hard. All right. Okay. So, Singing with your understanding means you're singing words you know, you understand, and it makes logical sense. So when we sing and the words are up on the screen, and we know the song, we've rehearsed it, we've sung it a few times, we can all join in together, and our minds are engaging with truth, worship in spirit and in truth. So we want to sing truth. Truth. Which is why some of the songs that everybody else, well not everybody, the songs that some other people sing, we decide, you know what? We'd rather not sing lies. Because we've found that we've actually caught ourselves a few times. I will give you all my worship. I will give you Everything. Except the tithe, except the offerings, except my afternoons when I'm watching sport, except when I'm, but as everything else I will give you but, I'm just throwing a couple more hand grenades out there people. Sometimes we actually sing lies, we don't sing truth. But our intention is Lord, Lord change my life that this does become true for me that you are my everything you are my all in all Lord do a work in us cause us cause us to sing truth yeah I mean that's what that's our hearts right so we want to sing truth sing with our understanding but then it says I will sing with my spirit or sing in the spirit. So he's talking. Now the whole context here is tongues and a language that you don't understand. So he's contrasting understanding and something you don't understand. So clearly singing in the spirit, a language you do not understand, it's singing in the spirit. It's spirit to spirit worship. The Father is seeking those, these kinds of worshippers. this is what the Father is seeking, those who will worship in spirit and in truth. So the Father is seeking people who will worship in the spirit, by the spirit, through the spirit, singing in the language of the spirit. 1 Corinthians 15 is saying, Guys, when you come together, Because Paul, he's writing to a whole church here. Some thousands of people belong to this church in Corinth. And this is being read out and he's saying, guys, when you come together, these are the things that you should be doing. This is how you should conduct yourselves. Sing with your understanding and sing in the spirit. And our worship team this morning gave us great spaces and opportunities to do that. Did we take the opportunity is the question did we take the opportunity is the question when the opportunities are given how about we do that he goes on he talks about different kind of prayer there's prayer with your understanding in other words you know what it is you're asking and you're praying from your understanding Sometimes we talk, we, we, we talk about shopping lists when we come to pray. Give me this, 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 give me this. And you reduce God to kind of Father Christmas kind of figure. And that guy's got nothing to do with Christianity anyway, but nevertheless. But in our minds, it's kind of like, you know what, just gimme, gimme, gimme. But there's also praying where we understand the situation. Like the sons of Issachar. Read the signs of the time and know what to do. See what's going on in world events. See what's going on economically, politically, socially, all these things what's going on in the body of Christ, what's going on in your family, what's going on in your street. You know what you can read the signs of the times because you have the Spirit of God inside of you. He's given you the gift of discernment. You can discern what's going on and therefore you can pray strategically. And you pray with your mind. Powerful praying Intellectual prayers, using your intellect. Think through things. God's given you a mind, use it. And then there is the praying in the spirit. And that is praying in the language that God has given to you. So that's why sometimes we talk about a prayer language And we're praying, but it's coming not from here. We haven't thought through the words. It's coming from deep within. Can I give us a couple of scriptures? And then we'll try and wrap it up before load shedding, which I believe is at 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Maybe you want to just make a note of some of these. Ephesians 6, 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Kind of like, oh. Now this is like put on the whole armor of God chapter. And then on top of that, pray in the Spirit. How about Jude 1? There only is one chapter. I still call it a book, but it's only got one chapter. You know, maybe when I write a book, I'll just write a one-chapter book. Get it done. (laughs) Jude 1, verse 20, 21. This is from the ESV. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit... Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So this whole connection between being built up in the Lord and praying in the Spirit, like something happens, you get strong internally by the Spirit when you pray in the language of the Spirit. This this connection here. How about Romans 8? Verse 22, Romans 8, verse 22, and we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Verse 23, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, see that? We have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? No. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Verse 26, crux. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. What's happening here? He's saying sometimes when you pray in the Spirit, remember the Spirit located, not the mind, you're praying in the Spirit. You're praying in the language of the Spirit, tongues. And sometimes... We don't know what the groaning, the prayer is that's coming from here. And just like creation groans, longing, waiting for God's perfect plan to come into fulfillment, because what we're experiencing on planet earth is not what God planned. This is not yet heaven on earth. That's why creation is groaning, waiting for us to grow up. Would you believe us just grow up so we can get out of this mess? Is what creation is saying. John's paraphrase. And so the spirit. combines with our spirit and there's a praying in the language of the spirit and there's an interceding from us here on earth to the spirit of God who's in heaven because he's everywhere all at the same time. So he's touching base with our spirit here on earth and he searches and he knows the spirit of God, the Father. And he's interceding from the Father through us and we are interceding from earth to heaven and it's heaven to earth and earth to heaven. This loop's going on. And your mind doesn't know what's going on. Because it's spirit to spirit. And there's a kind of, sometimes there's a groaning, even a kind of like a woman in labor about to give birth. Let me tell you, those groanings can be intense. I'm tempted to tell one of the stories of the birth of one of our sons and they heard my wife from the parking lot but I won't. Deep groans. Intense. There's a Praying that comes from the Spirit and not coming from your mind, but the Holy Spirit is interceding with you, even as the Spirit searches the mind of God and connects us in our praying and is interceding through us. And we're praying in heavenly languages and we're releasing and declaring things in a language we don't understand, but we're releasing the frequency and the vibration of heaven that causes the things on earth to come into alignment with God's will. (laughs) In the beginning, he said, let there be, and there was. It's that same activity at a much, obviously, lower level, When we are praying in heavenly languages and we release out of our mouths what God wants us to release. We don't understand. We're not praying with our minds. We're praying with the spirit. And we're groaning and we're interceding and things begin to shift and change on the earth and we don't even know what we're doing. But powerful things are happening. And in this process... Our spirit is being impacted by the spirit of God. And in all of this, sometimes some shifts and changes take place on the inside of us. And there used to be things in our lives where we used to have an attraction for things. Some of them not bad, but they were a distraction from the things of God. And as we're praying in the spirit, something happens internally. There's just a, like a chiropractic adjustment. We come into greater alignment. We're standing straighter. Things that we used to want to do, we find ourselves, we don't really want to do it anymore. Not because there was a law written. Because we're healed. The Spirit of God. And the Spirit is busy molding us like clay and shaping us and forming us so that we're more in His image than we were before. And it's in this time of prayer, Spirit to Spirit, praying in the Spirit on all occasions, even when we don't even know what we're saying, because it's not coming from here, it's coming from here, and things begin to shift and change and causes us to keep in step. With the Spirit. He causes us to keep in step with the Spirit. It's as though he was communicating to us how we should live. And it's so subtle, it's more intuitive than it is cognitive. That's the phrase the Lord gave me this morning. It's more intuitive than it is cognitive but he's still communicating. If you're waiting for the trumpet and the lightning bolts, oh gosh, we've got a lot of them these days. If you're waiting for this massive big, ba-ba, this is the Lord speaking, it's not happening. But spirit to spirit, There's a communing and a communication taking place, a shaping and a molding. And we find ourselves as we yield to him, as we submit, we come under his government, the self-control, the gift of the spirit. We're under control. We're controlling ourselves because the spirit is helping us to do the things that we should do. So, in that way, it's intuitive communication. We find ourselves living a life that pleases Him. That is Him communicating to us. But that's at a, such a deep level, most of us miss it and we don't think that He's speaking to us. And because we're not tuned into that frequency, We haven't turned the the radio scanner to that frequency. We think, oh, there's nothing nothing being communicated. No, it is being communicated. Just tune into that frequency, you pick it up. Oh my goodness. You know, I used to get really uptight with the taxi drivers. And now I just realize they're helping get people to work. And they're so keen and eager to get people to work they will go to great lengths to get them there ahead of you. What a service! Like stand back, there you go. Yeah, sure, come in ahead of me. All right, I don't think it's enough. I just, mm, I just missed this morning. eh? I walked in the building this morning just so overwhelmed by his presence. John 16, Jesus says, I've much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. I've also got more I'd like to say to you, but anyway. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. How does he guide? How does he communicate? Sometimes it's just that spirit to spirit. And intellectually, cognitively, we're not even aware. But he's communicating something and he's giving us life that is true life. Isn't he amazing? Okay. Come, let's stand. Let me read you John 16. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own, He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will tell you what is yet to come. You don't need a prophet. And he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The Father and the Son and the Spirit are making things known to us. And he will will lead us and guide us into all truth. He's going to communicate that deep in the inside of every part of our being. He's going to shape us and mold us to become more like Jesus. So what's he going to do in 2023? He's going to do that. Come on, you olives. So even if there's a bit of squeezing and crushing to get that fragrance and the oil, in a sense that anointing out of you, and it comes through crushing in 2023, it's still going to be okay. And even as we just are mm, mm, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's still gonna be good. Doesn't matter what comes in twenty three, He's at work, He's on the throne, and He's working in us. We can face the future with wonderful confidence. Doesn't matter what happens on the planet, God's purposes are gonna be fulfilled. Thank you, Lord. You're doing good things. Pour out your Spirit on all flesh. You're speaking to us. We're your sheep. We're no, we know what it is that you're at work doing. You're causing us to grow up. And you're causing us to be fashioned, to be more like the son thank you that you've put within us the first fruits of the spirit that we can pray in the spirit on all occasions with our eyes open with our eyes closed walking around the shopping mall driving our car in bed watching tv looking after the kids washing the dishes mowing the lawn fixing the car Doesn't matter what we're doing. On all occasions, we can be in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are bringing about a shift and a change in our lives and our circumstance as we pray in the Spirit. Thank you for this marvelous, marvelous gift. Cause us, Lord, to become stronger and to develop and to grow in this, in the year that lies ahead. And as we go from this place, Lord, we thank you for meeting with us, for touching us, giving us hope and courage to face the future. We thank you for the love that you've given to us and the love for one another. And we pray for those who are traveling, Lord, watch over them, shield and protect them on the roads. The possessions that you're asking us to steward Lord, would you watch over these as well? We ask, Lord, that we might be a shining light and example in this dark world to the people around us of your goodness, your kindness, your love, and your mercy. Let your peace be upon us, your joy in our hearts, deep love that we would experience, your grace and your mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, amen. Bless you guys.